coming up we do and to be honest okay maybe i shouldn't admit this but um i don't even know who's playing (laughs) i think it's and if i get this wrong everybody's gonna laugh at me but i think it's the giants and the patriots (laughs) but you know to be honest i don't i don't really care who's playing (laughs) to be honest neither do i the only reason I like the Super Bowl is because I like thinking about what I'm going to eat. Well, what other reason is there to have a Super Bowl party? I mean, okay, seriously. thank you. So <laughs> we're on the same page. Yes, definitely. So that's why we're we're talking about this today, right? Yes, and because a lot we're of people actually do care about the Super Bowl. But anyway, yeah. it's coming up. It's this weekend, <laughs> and I'm actually having a Super Bowl party, which is the you first are. time ever for me. Yes, Sun's co-workers have convinced me. They've been begging me to make food for them. And so they were like, hey, you want to have a Super Bowl party? Like, fine, I will make food for you. You guys can all come over. You know, I'm thinking, especially after we talk about it, I'm thinking I may just have to invite a couple people over just so I have an excuse to make some of the things that we're going to talk about. (laughs) It's the perfect excuse. I mean, that's the only reason why I want to do it is to make delicious foods. Yeah, see? We're motivated by food. It's all good. (laughs) No football. I just want to eat. Okay, so in Japan, I I mean, they're starting to have football or American football. Really? But not really. I mean, it's not like they they know of it. I don't Mm -hmm. know, whatever. But the really big sport in Japan is baseball and sumo but baseball is more like traditionally what we're used to as in terms of sporting events it's crazy but even there baseball baseball games in japan are way more exciting than baseball games in the states (laughs) i wouldn't know i don't really watch baseball that much i don't either i like going to baseball games i've never been because then you know there's just there's so much waiting i feel like during a baseball game and if you're at the game in the stadium, then, you know, you can eat food and <laughs> it's more fun to be in the stadium. It's and always the food for us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think with my stomach. We both do. Yeah, it's all good. See, that's why this works. Yes. But in Japan, they have this crazy system where, like, the fans are really super loyal. And you don't really get any of the booing that you get in the States, say, if, if you feel like someone's made a bad call. You don't get that. It's all about, you know, putting all your heart and soul into supporting your favorite player, your team, whatever. The diehard fans have these chants that they develop for each of the players. <laughs> wow. That's hardcore. Yeah. And it's like this choreographed cheering. <laughs> you know, we think we're cool because we've got the wave. And <laughs> that they take that, like, to the next level times 10. So kind of awesome. And their food's the same way. Their concessions kind of awesome so food food kinds of food because we know here in the states you've got your hot dogs and hamburgers and french fries and i really don't know what else what peanuts i don't know i've actually never been to a (laughs) 
I think you even get variations in the states depending on where you are. Like, I loved going to sporting events in Memphis because Memphis is known for their barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to a, a baseball game or a basketball game and you can get nachos with pulled pork on them. <laughs> that sounds so good. It's all kinds of awesome. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the food, say, here in California, if you go to an Angels game or something like that it's more generic it's the hot dog and the so what about in japan what do they eat at their sporting games depending and this may have changed recently but when we were living there you could bring in outside food which is crazy because i don't think that's the norm for anywhere else in the world (laughs) they want you to buy their food right Mm -hmm. they also have tons of stuff tons of concessions in the stadium and they've got you know a lot of the same things or similar items, you know, hot dogs and stuff. But then they have all kinds of other things. And it's a lot of, I guess, what we would call Japanese street food. They've got, like, yakitori or takoyaki, edamame. They've got bento boxes, which are, like, a Japanese-style lunchbox. Konomiyaki, which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> so just all kinds of things on top of what we have. Mm-hmm. We should probably explain what those things are for our listeners. Yeah. Okay, so kind of the staples of the park are bento and that's the lunch Japanese style lunch box where you've got a lot of times it's a box that's divided into compartments and it's got oh some kind of rice and some pickles and maybe a bit of fish or some tofu something or you know so you've got like this whole little meal, fancy meal. In a box. And then the other standard is yakitori, which I think people are familiar with, with, right? Chicken on a stick. (laughs) Grilled chicken Um, on a stick, right? Chicken on a stick. Chicken on a stick, yes. That makes it sound so much worse than it actually is. Well, it's like a skewer of chicken. Yeah, skewered chicken, thank you. That's much more elegant. (laughs) Chicken on a stick. So those are kind of the staples. And then each part a lot of times has uh, items that are more... Uh, indicative of the region Mm -hmm. so say you go to a game in Osaka they're going to have okonomiyaki which is like a almost like a pancake that's got a bunch of extra stuff mixed in like shredded cabbage and sometimes bacon or seafood I've heard that referred to as Japanese pizza which I think (laughs) is a completely weird it was actually at the Japanese I want to say it was the food and sake festival Uh a couple of years ago and the stand that was selling it or was that had it was like yeah it's japanese pizza okay that's weird to me because yeah yeah it's an odd description i mean it it doesn't seem like yeah it seems more like a vegetable pancake yeah i mean really you've got a batter you've got eggs and Mm -hmm. flour and Mm -hmm. some kind of liquid and oil that you mix all together and then you add shredded cabbage and all kinds of other stuff so it's like this pancake batter that you've then thrown. Yeah, it's a like a savory, veggie, and stuff filled pancake. Yeah, it's that's really weird. good. I wouldn't call it a pizza. Neither would I'm I. I'm going to argue with them. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see them, you can argue with them. I am going to give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, so Osaka, Okonomiyaki. And then, of course, Takoyaki is octopus balls. Sorry, I can't help myself. Speaking of, we should probably mention Mm -hmm. our own little taco. Yeah, we probably should. That's an excellent idea. 
so raise really your cute. hand, people. <laughs> raise your hand if you've noticed we've got a little octopus mascot. She's really cute, and she's got little friends. She's um, adorable. Yeah, we love her. In Japanese, octopus is taco. So not taco, T-A-C-O, Mexican Not a Mexican taco. taco. No. Although you could probably make a taco taco, and I'm sure it would be delicious. Taco taco. Oh, we've totally got to do that. Taco taco. (laughs) It would be really good. It would be. But that's not what we're talking about. No. (laughs) Taco, we'll spell it with a K Mm -hmm. to make it different. But yeah, taco is octopus. Yes. So our little taco, she's cute and pink, and with she has eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Go team takoyaki. We've talked a little bit about concessions in Japan, and I thought it would be kind of fun to take this information and run with it, because even though our friends in Japan aren't all throwing big Super Bowl parties, I think we can take some ideas from the food that they do have at sporting events and they could make for some really fun Super Bowl party foods. So let's dive into how we are going to have what I'm going to call Super Bowl Pate. Welcome. (laughs) Irashaimase. You are Super Bowl Pate. So what are we going to serve at our as of yet imaginary Super Bowl Pate? I actually emailed my friend Noriko about this. Mm -hmm. So my friend Noriko is awesome. She's Japanese. She's awesome, not just because she's Japanese. But she has lived all over the world. And they lived in Seattle for some time when she was growing up. And so I thought, oh, I wonder if they ever had like a Super Bowl party. So I emailed her. And she said that uh, her mom used to have to do like kushiage parties when her dad invited people over for football. And kushiage is um, like meat and vegetables that's put on skewers and then breaded and deep fried. Which it's really, it's like comfort, total comfort food. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to be worrying about your cholesterol before you have that. But it's really good. Who Um, worries about their cholesterol at a Super Bowl party? Really yeah, know. what is that? <laughs> that and then takoyaki parties, which we mentioned, they're like the little fried, almost like savory donuts with little bits of taco um, octopus in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, so good. she also said they've done curry buffet style, which is kind of awesome. So like a couple of curries and a bunch of toppings and rice. And so you... Mm. You kind of build your own plate of curry. And she also mentioned doing the same thing with like udon noodles or soba noodles. Is that something that a lot of people do in Japan? Or is that something that she just adapted to American football traditions? Well, the the hard thing is that in Japan, it's not so common to invite a bunch of people over to your house mm-hmm. because houses tend to be really small. You're usually in apartments. So, you know, for these types of things, you're going out. But even still, like when you do have something, definitely this might be something that you do. Or one of the things that I was familiar with in this type of a setting was like a temaki zushi bar. Do you want to explain what temaki is? Temaki, a lot of people here know them as hand rolls. And there's they're these little cone-shaped sushi, pretty much like sushi, except the nori, the seaweed, is kind of formed into this little ice cream cone sort of shape. They're super easy to make and really easy to eat also. 
you know, they're easy to carry around. You're not going to get rice all over your hands like you might with sushi. Yeah, finger food. Mm -hmm. But it's fun because then you can lay out pieces of nori, a thing of rice, and then just a bunch of toppings, and people just build their own. Right. So that's a super fun thing to do. Go team! The one thing that I'm making, well, I will be making sushi for my Super Bowl party, just because the guys have been nagging me forever to invite them over sometime when I make sushi. And you kind of write a blog called Sushi Day, so... Yeah, um, there is that too. It's kind of your little thing. It is kind of a thing. So yeah, I do kind of have to make sushi. It's like my one potluck thing is I always bring sushi. So I'm a really good person to invite to potlucks. <laughs> the other thing that I'm planning on making that is kind of not really Japanese, but I did have it at an izakaya, which is the only reason I've, I've ever made it. And an izakaya is a place where you get drinks and food to simplify it a lot. It's they like have... a bar, but more like less like an American bar. I guess it's more like a British pub. Or kind of, I almost want to call it like a Japanese tapas bar. Yeah, that's a good description. Because, I mean, like the, you go to the drink. small plates, yeah. Yeah, but it's all about everything else that you order to eat. Mm -hmm. And there are like a bazillion small plates you can order. All sorts of different, you know, fried things and grilled things and everything. So we went to this one called Hondaya. There's one in Tustin, California, and there is another one in Little Tokyo, which is in downtown Los Angeles. And I've been to both and they're both pretty good. But this thing that we had was, they called it cheesage, and it's pretty much cheese and a jalapeno in a wonton fried up and so I've made that several times when I've been invited to uh, Super Bowl parties or potlucks and my Japanese great aunt is obsessed with them. It's the one other thing I'm probably going to make that's vaguely Japanese. Well you know you put melted cheese and jalapenos together and I'll sign up. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> you want to come? Oh, come to my Super Bowl party. That would be fun. <laughs> the other thought I had was just thinking about the concessions mm -hmm. they have in Japan. You could always do some form of little bento, which would be kind of fun. <laughs> little lunch boxes for everybody. Mm -hmm. Or I'm definitely going to have edamame. That's definitely a good one. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that they can sit in front of the TV and just snack on. Exactly. And then onigiri, which we talked mm -hmm. about last week. Um, which is totally your kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm realizing. I I hadn't realized until last week that it is kind of my thing. Huh? It really is. I mean, that's if I know you're bringing food, that's that and your amazing toffee. I mean, I make a ton of sushi and stuff, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I think because of my family, mm -hmm. where I am in my life, onigiri, is, it has a bigger place because it's a part of my children's lives. Right. And they love sushi, too, mm -hmm. but... You say onigiri, and they'll do slave labor to get that onigiri. <laughs> I'm hungry. So I had this idea. There's this concept called oshizushi, which means pressed sushi. Mm -hmm. It's where you make sushi in a mold, and you kind of press it. Right. So it's like block form. Mm -hmm. But I, th I kind of had this idea, and I'm going to try it, and I will share the results in the show notes, <laughs> of doing an oshizushi football, but maybe doing it more like an onigiri, so I'm not going to season the rice. But I'm, I, I've am i got this football-shaped cookie cutter, uh -huh. and I'm going to use it to cut out, I'm thinking like some ham or turkey or something, mm -hmm. so I've got shapes, 
and I'm going to make some guacamole. And then I'm going to set a piece of plastic wrap out on a flat surface and press some rice into the cookie cutter on top of the saran wrap. And then layer maybe some of the guacamole, more rice. I don't know. I've got to figure that out. And then top it with the cutout piece of turkey or ham or whatever and then use some nori to make the laces of the football on top Nice. and then I kind of press it down somehow and then when I remove the um, cookie cutter I'll have this little pressed shape of rice in the form of a football and kind of cheesy but I think it's gonna be awesome that would be awesome my physical therapist we always end up talking about food every time I go to physical therapy that's why you like physical therapy isn't it it is because trust me it is not the sit-ups but anyways and he was saying he's from Hawaii and he was saying that something I think his mom does is take like a 9 by 13 baking dish and kind of make an oshizushi with that and he was like yeah you could make a football field and put like little you know helmet sushi on top of it it's like huh that'd be kind of a cool idea too that is but I was thinking, you know how you made the, um, when we were at Greg's, when you made that ball sushi? I don't even know what the actual name oh, for it is. Timari sushi. Yes, the timari sushi. I was thinking, like- those would make good football helmets. Oh, and I very. could make, like, some of those for each team, put them on either side of the football field oshizushi. You could even make one of those into more of a football shape. Yeah, that's true. So, timari sushi is... They're like mini onigiri, mm-hmm. but they're sushi because you season the rice. Right. So it's like the same concept, but you're making little tiny balls, and they they can be really pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you um, wrap them with thin slices of sashimi, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or vegetables. Like, you can even do, like, marinated grilled mushrooms mm-hmm. or wrap them in cucumber. Or they're, they're really fun. They can be very colorful. But, yeah thin layers of sashimi or even smoked salmon Mm -hmm. (laughs) although for footballs i always associate inari sushi with footballs just because that's one of the names for it that i grew up with i think that's what my cousins called it you know i've heard i've heard that multiple times from the american japanese Mm -hmm. communities also well what i grew up with was we call them soldier hats and I actually don't know if anybody else in the entire world calls them that. Because from what I've heard, it was actually my uncles that made up the name. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, these look like soldier hats. Okay. Because it's totally the kind of thing that my uncles would do. So I don't know if anybody actually calls them soldier hats. But to me, in usually just because, you know, I've been eating those since I was a very small child. And we always, always called them soldier hats. Okay, so now you have to explain so people know. So in Arizushi are essentially children's sushi is i think in japan they're also known as children's sushi because that's what kids eat before their palates have matured enough to actually eat real sushi it's fried bean curd yeah it's it's deep fried tofu Mm -hmm. that like these little pouches yeah almost like pita bread but tofu and yeah, and they're a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. And they they must be marinated in I don't know what it is exactly, but they're definitely marinated in something. It's like a um, a sugar soy sauce mixture. Yeah, it's a sort of sweet little mixture. And so you generally fill the pouches with sushi rice 
although I have seen a lot of variations on it. What my grandma does when she makes them is she will cut up tamago, which is kind of a Japanese egg omelet sort of thing, and mix that in with the rice to make her inari zushi. Or another thing that my family does is we make a somen salad, which is a noodle, a cold noodle salad that usually has like imitation crab and cucumbers and ham and random and like a, a sesame sort of sauce on it. And we'll stuff that in in the Inari pouches. Show notes. Inari sushi. My other thought, just because, I don't know, I think of sitting around watching sporting events, and I think of wings. Mm-hmm. So a fun spin on that would be tebasaki, which are Japanese-style chicken wings. And what goes they're, on these wings? Well, they're deep-fried, and they've got kind of a glaze on them so they turn this really beautiful light mahogany color and they you can make them depending there are different styles depending on the region that the recipe comes from some are a bit more sweet some salty some a little spicier they're so good and of course they're using ingredients that you wouldn't necessarily find with like say buffalo wings but you know you've got soy sauce involved and mm-hmm. those kinds of things the other really thing good. that would be fun is to do um Karaage is like deep fried meat, Mm -hmm. but you can do like, so it's like you could do a Japanese style fried chicken and that'd be really yummy. Touchdown! One thing we need to do is pick our winner. Oh, yes. So we had, I believe we had 54, well, 55 comments, but one person commented twice. So 54 eligible comments. Okay. So, do you want to do random.org? Sure. Okay. Let me see. Let's generate. Number nine. Number nine. Okay. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Our winner is Erin R., who says she loves Japanese candy. In fact, it's been displayed in our gingerbread houses the past few years. This year, we had the Kinokoyama chocolate mushrooms. And the year before, we had pink and white competo smoke from the chimney. Glad you oh, like it awesome. as much as I do. It's an awesome comment. I love it. I know. <laughs> now I want to have a gingerbread house with Japanese candy. <laughs> this Christmas. That'll be our Christmas episode. Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Big cow! Sounds like we have a lot of listeners who are somewhat familiar with Japanese food. I mean, looking at the comments... And we by have, the way, listeners, we love your comments. Keep we them love coming. Comments. <laughs> but looking at the comments on the uh, candy episode, it sounded like a lot of the people commenting knew what we were talking about and had had Japanese candy before and were quite familiar with it. I was excited about this because we got a Twitter comment today talking about someone who had listened to the Onigiri episode and he and his wife had gone out and bought onigiri. Oh, I saw that. That made yeah. me so happy. I was excited because I'm thinking, okay, so we've got a good mix of people. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you, Nathan. That was very cool of you, and we totally want to see your onigiri photos. And uh, the same goes for it. any other listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you go out and try something we've talked about, or you make something that we've talked about, tweet a picture to us, or put it on our Facebook wall or, or whatever, but share so we can mm-hmm. share because that's awesome. Plus, There's my word again. We awesome. would love it if you guys 
Yes, everything's awesome. We would love it if you guys uh, rate us on iTunes and leave us comments there because, you know, we adore you and we hope you love us too. And every little rating helps us get out to more people. So, yes, rate us. <laughs> and the more we can grow, the more we can do with this so that yes. it's viewers like you who help us grow. We love you. Um, I guess it's listeners. Yes, but that is true. Whatever. Same we diff. also say readers a lot. <laughs> readers <laughs> listeners we'll get the hang of it we've still got kinks to work out i'm sure everyone has noticed by now that my sound is substandard but we're working on it we are working on it we haven't been even been around for a month yet so you know we're doing pretty good for not having been around for a month yeah it's only been a few weeks so i'm pretty proud of ourselves me too high five go team me so hungry you know we love feedback. Not only would we love you to go onto iTunes and rate us and leave us a review, but anytime you have something you'd like to say, or if you want to suggest a topic that you'd love to learn more about, send us an email or talk to us on Twitter or on Facebook. Our email is misohungrypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at misotalk, or on Facebook, we're also misohungrypodcast. So, yeah. So, yeah. Contact Send us. us some miso mail. <laughs> miso mail. I love it. Okay, so this has nothing to do with what we've been talking about, but it's something that I really want people to know about. There is a free app that provides information, up-to-date information on finding sustainable seafood. And this is a topic that Alice and I are both really passionate about, and we feel it's really, really important for the future health of our oceans and future health of our people. It's called Seafood Watch and it's available for both the iPhone and the Android, I believe. It's put together by the Monterey Bay Aquarium who, although they have an aquarium, their company, I guess you could say, has just this huge set of resources and they work tirelessly to educate people about the issues that go along with the health of our oceans. And one of the big, big issues is sustainable seafood. So if you eat sushi ever or, or you even eat seafood, you need to download, download this app. And you have no excuse not to because it's free, but we need to educate ourselves and start to use products that are sustainable. Right, mm -hmm. Allison? Yes, definitely. And the thing I love about this is that not only can I use this every single time I go out shopping for fish, because I do that pretty often, and every time I'm at the store, I will take out my iPhone and load up the app and look at the fish that I want to buy to make sure that it's sustainable. But they also have this thing called Project Fish Map, which tells you what restaurants near you use only sustainable seafood. So you have a better idea of which restaurants support sustainability and care about sustainability and which ones don't. So I think it's an excellent app. And yes, definitely everybody should download it. Everybody should use it. Yeah, it's an easy way to have a lot of knowledge in your pocket. So Seafood Watch from Monterey Bay Aquarium, download the app. Yes. Woohoo! Go fish! <laughs> I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. The podcast where we advocate thinking with your stomach, not with your brain. That's me so hungry. So 
Does your family celebrate the Super Bowl? I mean, my dad usually watches it. I don't remember ever having, like, a big party, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my dad loves football, Mm -hmm. but we never did. um, I mean, I think partly because it was on Sundays, so. (laughs) Sorry, I've got a really bad case of the giggles. I'm glad because you, I, that's the other thing I noticed. I laugh at everything I say. It's so cheesy. I am so cheesy. Okay. Breathe. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. Just that long, awkward pause. It's just like, I should say something, but I have no idea what to say. That's what editing is for. Uh-huh.